0: Hey guys, unfortunately when we recorded this video, it recorded in slow motion, so this one is only audio, um, sorry, (laughs) she's not sorry, you have like wind in your house?
1: I have wind in my
0: house? Do you?
1: I have a fan (laughs) on. What do you mean I, I have, the have wind door. in my house? <laughs> what does that even mean? Do you I have wind look, in the your door. house?
0: door. It like, went like open Oh, shut. yeah.
1: Probably. It's probably just it's settling. I don't know. It does that sometimes. It does. I have a ghost. Oh. It's a true story.
0: Did you name them?
1: No, I've only seen him once. I woke up at like 3 a.m. one day and I went in to pee and there was a girl sitting in my bathtub. I was very confused. I looked at the girl and I was like, all right, I peed. I looked back. There was no girl. True story.
0: Sleep process, demon.
1: I don't know. I, f- I felt like I actually peed, and I didn't wake <laughs> up with, like, pee in the bed, so... I'm assuming that it...
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Um,
1: it, it could have been a dream. I told my roommates about it, and they were like, eh. Mm. My roommates are very not afraid of anything scary. They're like, let's just watch horror movies 24-7. Alrighty. So, if you were ever curious, that's that's what they do with their life choices.
0: Oh, some pretty solid life choices. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> anyway, just... that's a fun way to start a podcast. Isn't it wor- Welcome to the first ever podcast that Nina Koshin has been producing. So, yeah. uh, everybody knees for needs in the comments and, um, send help.
0: Send help for you or for me?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I'm sure there's lots of headroom up here too. There's pretty much nothing going on right here.
0: But like, uh. I don't know. I don't know what we could put
1: there. A, a, a logo. A logo? Yeah, or we could just do the podcast and there's just headroom up here. You know what? You guys have to do with that. Sorry. Or we could move it. Uh, Nina says no. Well, Technically, actually, she says yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's see what it looks like. If mm-hmm. it looks terrible, then we'll cry.
0: Gabe's very fond of crying today. Yeah, why not? Um, dehydration. Sure. Oh, wow. Look at that. I can't see, but um, I'm sure it looks pretty solid.
1: I think it looks better. Who knows? Not me. <laughs> and I'll probably just cut anyway, so... Just... If I sit up more, then we're good.
0: Then we're good.
1: I'm taller than you anyway, so... This whole, this whole much. Yeah. Just, that's <laughs> so much... It's actually a lot.
0: I'm not going to catch up to him, though. It's very disappointing.
1: I'm tall. No. I'm the tallest. I'm not 5'9". I'm not what?
0: Yeah, definitely not. Oh, no. that means you're 5 inches taller than me.
1: I'm, fi- I'm not 5 inches taller than you. I'm 5'4". No, you're not. You're lying <laughs> to me. I'm not lying to you. Okay, I'm going to confirm or deny that with a tape measure later.
0: I was five five, and then my yeah, dad. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. no. Exactly.
1: Then, because of my. I might be this much, but I'm not this much.
0: Because of my spinal issues, my dad measured me again like two weeks ago, and I'm five four now.
1: You hear to hear first, folks. Human beings they shrink.
0: <laughs> it was a laser. You get injured. Measure. I trust. The you laser get injured. Measure
1: you, measure. you shrink.
0: Well, if it's a spinal injury and it compresses your little vertebrae together. Squish. Maybe that's why you're so short.
1: <laughs> wow. I'm taller than her and she still calls me short. Well... I can't escape this. Yeah. Sorry. It's
0: okay. It'll be
1: okay. No, I I'm actually physically injured now. <laughs> In your back? Or like... Wow! Hey! Hey, hey, hey. Keep that. A new, a new spot. Sure. You... My heart. <laughs> oh. My ego. It's been bruised. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to our chaos. Um, it's going be fun. It is fun. What do you mean? Uh, oh, I didn't get water. Oh, I have water. I'm going to get water.
0: He, oh.
1: Hold on. I'm smart.
0: Stay hydrated. Don't. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Unless you want to end up like me. Be a turtle. Be a turtle? Turtles drink water. I
1: meant camel, but I know my animals. <laughs> Hey guys, guess what? I'm changing the name. It's no longer camels. It's actually turtles. And turtles are now camels. Alright. I'm also here, listen. ASMR. We're <laughs> gonna get oh. everybody. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> My turn. ASMR. I'm I'm chaos. I'm chaotic evil. Drink filtered water tastes like you're gonna drink water gabe's ego oh hey 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 okay this water's not as bruised
0: <laughs> All right, then
1: anyway uh this is the karate podcast
0: um if you couldn't tell
1: yeah no yeah for sure uh anyway
0: um so i wanted to do this podcast to go over some tournament
1: guidelines for the parents hey tournaments tournaments parents if you're curious i'm the same inside the classroom as i am as a human being i just exist yes and so um so does she yeah but she's weird so (laughs) he says
0: that but like what do you mean
1: what do you mean i don't say anything i've never said anything especially that she's weird i've never said that Mm, definitely not never
0: i'm just hallucinating
1: this whole thing yep this is actually all a dream (laughs) (laughs) you've actually never been to karate like I don't even know you why are you in my house (laughs) why are we why are you talking into a microphone right now I I don't Uh, know know. it's not like it's not like I've known you for like eight years or something no you definitely have not been like the oldest kid on the tournament team or anything like that I guess Connor but I don't know if you were on the tournament team before Connor was
0: I I think I joined
1: because I don't think he was ever in a team form so you might be the oldest kid on tournament team right now
0: is he on tournament team yeah. Connor? Yeah. Really? Stevens,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. He came to Wyoming last year. Cool.
1: Oh. ASMR. It's my elbow. When There's you become be a black belt, a the... everything breaks. Like you can just pop it all.
0: Yeah, as a green belt I can confirm it is already starting. My knees and hips pop constantly.
1: Yeah, but you're an exception. Like that doesn't happen too often. I mean in karate, we really try to take care of ourselves, but everything you do gets hurt from something else.
0: It's not You're like getting hit in the face
1: with jars of peanut butter and
0: was my wrist with a brand new jar of Jiffy peanut butter?
1: Creamy or crunchy? Uh, crunchy. That's why it hurt. Yeah. It has more mass that way. Yes. Yeah. Cause that's how. <laughs> peanuts work. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that like that. That is actually how how it works.
0: But are you sure that peanut butter isn't more dense than peanuts? Who knows? Not us.
1: <laughs> I'm not a peanut butter expert. I could have been. I could have gone to school for peanut butter. He could have. But I didn't. He's here. Yeah, it's true. I'm a black belt. (laughs) That's what I do good.
0: He could have been a peanut butter expert, but now he's a black belt.
1: Yeah, it takes a long time. Especially (laughs) at the winter school, dude. Uh, But you get three, though, at least, when you get your black belt.
0: That's true.
1: You could get less than three and go somewhere lame and learn a martial art that doesn't help you. Mm. So.
0: We're not naming names.
1: Most. M- most martial arts schools
0: sorry uh, all Trishade. right
1: um, dude if you can be like seven or eight years old and get a black belt you're in the wrong school that's very true like there's no seven or eight year old that could beat up a 20 year old regardless of knowledge yeah unless you're like a ninja from a movie but life is not a movie it takes time and practice it does. and lots of it and anytime you spend doing traditional stuff you're not learning self defense techniques really it's so, like you spend time doing kata for a tournament you're not really learning how to defend yourself, but you get the clout of going and winning trophies.
0: Mm-hmm. And tournaments are very fun. so.
1: Especially for fights, because fighting other schools is the best.
0: If you don't go to tournaments and fight,
1: I... Yeah, if you don't fight at a tournament, really you're just doing the moves that you did in class for other people, and you can do that on your own. But you can't... No one wants to fight you like with rules and guidelines and stuff like that. Grand champions... You know, you win your event, you get to go to Grand Champion. Mhm, and you can win swords. And money if you're money. a black belt. And if you're good enough, you can always get sponsored. Mm-hmm. Like Paul Mitchell, the hair guy, he sponsors tournaments. The Paul Mitchell U.S. Open sponsored by Paul Mitchell. He's got a hair him. gel. Yes, he,
0: does. he does.
1: That was not English. What? No,
0: it wasn't English. <laughs> just I just like <laughs> I had a moment there where I forgot how to speak. Speaking good. is difficult. It is, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially at a tournament, too. You get yeah. loud, things are crazy. crazy. We keep trying to segue into tournaments, but it just doesn't quite get it doesn't there. Doesn't quite get there.
0: Uh, yeah. Alright, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, this was um, initially targeted towards parents. Not sure how well that's going to work out now. But... <laughs> hey.
1: It doesn't it doesn't not apply to parents. All this kind of stuff is helpful. Peanut butter? (laughs) Hey, you know what? Life happens. Okay. This is gonna be what? Like an hour-long podcast? We can spend 10 minutes talking about peanut butter. Because you know what? Peanut butter is good.
0: It is. Unless you're allergic, then it's not
1: good. Just stop. Just all right. Uh... Yeah. (sighs) I'm going to keep sipping on that, and I'm sure it's really gross to hear. So I'm going to stop. So I'm putting that away.
0: Uh, Speaking of food and semi-tournaments.
1: Ah, bring snacks.
0: Yes. You should bring snacks. I always forget snacks. Yes, he does. My mom always brings snacks. Do not rely on my mom for snacks. Okay, Okay. but Lily's amazing
1: at getting (laughs) snacks. And she always makes the best snacks. She does. Shout out to Lily. Yes.
0: However. They always
1: make wraps. Sorry, yeah. I was thinking about the raps.
0: Yeah,
1: we did the karate movie, and they made us wraps, and they were bomb. Shout yeah. out to Kayla eating the wrap. It's actually in the <laughs> bloopers reel, so go go watch that. My mom was very
0: proud of that moment.
1: It's <laughs> so they're so good, dude. Uh, they are. They are actually very good. It's yeah. They're better than like Chick Fil A wraps. This is what we get for filming a podcast at like <laughs> ten. 30 p.m. Anyway, bring snacks.
0: Yes, you should bring snacks. But snacks that you should not bring typically include things like Cheetos and Doritos.
1: Yeah, if, if you bring, like, lots of, like, sugary stuff or things that, like, are messy.
0: Yeah, don't do that because you can get it on your uniform and that's not good to compete in.
1: No. And also, like, drinks that will, like, stain your uniform. You don't want to do that either. Mm. When you go to when you go up to compete, there's nothing more embarrassing than having just like a wet spot like down your gi. And uniforms are expensive. Yeah, they're like hundred and twenty-five bucks, hundred forty-five bucks, and it's like you don't want to buy one and then spill on it. And then if you can't get that out, what happens? <laughs> exactly, you're just you're just in hot water, and you have to do that in front of like judges, and the you know one, okay. The judge is going to look at you and be like, all right, I'm going to judge you based on your moves. But, like, there's all these, like, biases that come around when you judge. You get freaking how you look, how you talk, you how know, you even, sit. like, your positivity. How you sit, mm-hmm. too, on the sidelines. Making sure that you, you sit in crisscross applesauce. And... If they've
0: had a conversation with you before.
1: Yeah, that's true, and you know you're always supposed to go up afterwards and like talk to your judges to see if you can get mistakes. Like not you're not supposed to, but as winter school kids, we always like the little added benefit of getting other perspectives because that's like one of the biggest things that you can do too. Is Mm -hmm. you get to friggin talk to.
0: You get to see what other schools really think about exactly.
1: martial arts. Exactly. And when you have a judge that you've never met before and you're never going to see again and you get one piece of little information and you actually go remember and practice that piece of information. it's good stuff. Yeah, that's when you actually improve. But that's black belt stuff. You don't want to do that. Yeah. No. And as parents, one of the things that's like crazy is your kid will compete and you want to like mess with the judge. Don't, don't do, don't it. do
0: it don't do it don't really talk to the judges unless they talk to you
1: yeah Nina's a ta which means that she's done all of her classes and like taught a whole bunch and I'm a black belt who's been competing since 2004 don't don't talk to a judge as a judge don't talk to a judge because when you really think about it you know you get judges who've done martial arts for 30 40 50 years and some parent who's He has no idea what your experience level is. He might be respectful to you, but you're going to do your kid absolutely no good if you go up and are like, hey, give my kid an extra point, or my kid did better than the other kid. Like, stop. One, you don't know what you're talking about. Unfortunately, you know, but that's because your kid is in karate, you know. You can always come to karate class, but it's, it's a different story when you go to a tournament and you see hundreds of black belts, all who know exactly what they think they know and when they judge a kid they always go unbiased you know sometimes you get parents who think oh my kid would have won if it was a winter school judge or if it wasn't a pinnacle judge or if it wasn't an all-star judge or a b and c and d but
0: but the point of a tournament is that that stuff doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's a winter school judge
1: yeah i'm when i judge if i have a winter school kid in the event i i judge them unbiasedly like I pretend like I've never seen their forms before I pretend that I've never met them as people and I look at them on the sidelines and if they're sitting properly if their uniforms are clean pressed if their hair is done well if they're like really old if they're like clean shaven or if they're like patchy and stuff you know and all that kind of stuff comes into play before they've even done their moves and then they have stances power intensity and all this other stuff and there's a thousand things that can make some judge go oh I don't like this kid as much as the other kid and it's, yeah. sucks. it sucks.
0: Does another thing you shouldn't talk to judges, and you shouldn't really talk to other teams' parents. Inside, a ring like when you're watching your kid during fighting, some teams are not super duper honest about when their kid gets a point.
1: This is true. One of the your uh, one of the rules of kind of being like a, a cheerer honor. Is like you're not supposed to. You obviously don't want to cheer on the other, like team. But like for the same reason that like a judge will see how they're standing when when fighting specifically happens. A judge will see somebody move first, and that's their their eyes will instinctually go to the person who moved first, and then they start moving. And if that if they have a clash and they hit at the same time, but the side that the kid who moved first, who the judge was looking at, was completely silent because none of their team cheered. And the other team just like screamed and yelled and got like super hyped about the fact that like their their kids had a clash. Then and they're like, yeah, good job, what, like awesome, you know, the screaming and stuff. The judge might take that into consideration and be like, maybe they did score. Mm-hmm. And the judge has every right to do that because the judge can give points on basically whatever they feel. But there is three other judges, so if one judge is you know biased towards one kid, two other judges are going to not be biased. Mm-hmm. So you will very rarely see a, a ring of entirely one school of martial arts. So like Jake Raymond will be judging with somebody from evolution who will be judging with somebody from elite, and then all three of them will judge, and even if there's an elite kid, even if there's a winter school kid, and even if there's a whoever kid, right, they're all going to be unbiased because nobody is going to be able to pull it one way or another.
0: Mm. So and because they're unbiased, like, you shouldn't get angry with the judges or the other kids' parents that you're fighting or that your kid is fighting because mm-hmm. they're just trying to do the best for their kid yeah. or the judges are just trying to do the best that they can. Yeah. And it's all for fun.
1: Yeah. And, and while it is all for fun, like, obviously there's this competitive, like, element, but if you're going to get mad at somebody, get mad at your headed instructor or the director of your program because it, it kind of, like, trickles down into the student's. Like, the judges might have been biased and the judges might have a problem, but if you have a problem with them, don't take it up with them. Take it up with, you know, me or Mr. J and say, hey, guys, I have a problem with this person. If we weren't already there, but most of the time we will be there, you know, and if we're not there, yell at us and find us and get us there because there's time that you can take, you know, if, you're, if your competitor is going and they don't have a coach, the kid gets to take two minutes. So, like, if it's your first time in an event and you feel like, oh, I have to go, you don't have to go. I mean, they will start the event without you if you are not present. But when you're present, you can say, hey, I need my two minutes. And every single kid gets two minutes to wait for their coach. Because a fight is two minutes. If I'm coaching somebody else and you want me to coach your kid, or if Nina's coaching somebody else and you want Nina to coach your kid, then you can say, like, hey, we need to wait for our coach.
0: And most of the students, most of the older students or the ones who have competed in multiple tournaments, if you or your kid tells them that they need a coach, they will go and find
1: someone for you. Yeah. And tournaments aren't so gigantic. At least the ones that are in Utah aren't so gigantic that you can't like see us. Like if Mr. Johnson, Mr. Jake, Miss Kayla, Mr. Kyle, myself if we're out somewhere and you're like I need this person. If my kid only responds to Miss Kayla, then I need Miss Kayla to judge. Go find me, and I'll go get Miss Kayla. Go find Nina, and she'll go get Miss Kayla, right? Like everybody already knows us, and you could even sometimes just tell the the judge or the coach that you need us, right? Because Mr. Johnson, myself, we're really well known, and if you say, "Hey, I need to get Mr. Gabe Johnson," they will just wait and say, "Like ah, cool." Or they'll even take their little speaker and they'll go, please send Gabe Johnson to ring four. Ring four, Gabe Johnson. And I'll be like, I'm not competing right now. Why would they need me? And then I'll run over and be like, oh, I see little Billy's competing. And then it makes everything easier that way, I guess. (laughs) But, yeah, peanut butter. Don't get hit in the wrist with it.
0: And speaking of fighting, a lot of things... With peanut butter? No.
1: Hey, you know what would be a really funny event, though? If you... You know how you put peanut butter, and it's in a jar, and you stick your hand in the jar of peanut butter, and the peanut butter all squishes out, and you just fight with, like... You just hit each other with peanut butter jars. I feel like that would be that would be hilarious. Like, that would be so funny that, like, I would do it. Like, if, if Mike Tobin was like, hey, we're gonna do that. He's the guy who's running the tournament that we're going to in April. I uh, love him <laughs> soon enough. Literally, if he was like, Gabe, I need somebody to fight with peanut butter jars. I'd be like, I got you. I, I'll fight with peanut butter jars.
0: But if he was going to fight with peanut butter jars, he would need his mouth guard <laughs> and his cup.
1: Aw, oh, yeah. Do uh, not forget these things. Cup, actually, nowadays, is not required. But if you don't show up with your cup, you will most likely get hit in the cup. I, that happened today. We were in tournament training. And I wasn't wearing a cup because I was dumb. And I got, hit the, I got hit in the groin. And I'm a black belt, and I was fighting probably an orange belt. Yeah, it wasn't me, so... <laughs> Rude. You were in with Kyle doing trickies. Yes. yes. backity flippities.
0: But many, many times, even kids who have been to numerous tournaments, they forget their mouth guard. Ah. And uh, I, actually, always carry an extra mouth guard,
1: but... Share saliva. No, like one
0: that doesn't have your little teeth marks in it. Yeah, that's not good. But though. you're going to want a good mouth guard to use yeah. for your kid. There's a,
1: there's, a, there's a joke in the martial art community where it's like, uh, John and Jacob were fighting, and they were punching each other, and they were bleeding, and uh, John was just so strong, he punched Jacob so hard in the face that his teeth fell out. You know who won that fight? The dentist. Because, you know, the kid's going to have to go to the dentist and get his teeth filled. And for that reason, we always wear a face shield, but that doesn't really protect your teeth and nose as much.
0: Yeah, he's so funny, uh, I forgot to laugh.
1: Yeah.
0: He got his humor from his dad.
1: Okay, but you got to admit, you know, like... Replacing a tooth is wildly expensive. It is, yes. Whereas the uncomfortability of wearing a mouthpiece when you fight is, like, stupid. It is. And look, think how dumb you would look if you just had your front tooth missing. And you can get them for, like, $6 at Walmart. Or you can get them at the winter school store.
0: Um, uh, branding. It's true. I did not know this. My you, bad. <laughs> you actually
1: can get them wherever. Anywhere cheap, works, uh...
0: If your kid has braces, they yeah. sell special ones. Oh, that's
1: a good one. So, like, uh, there's top and bottom mouthpieces. There's top mouthpieces. There's bottom mouthpieces. There's separate mouthpieces. And then there's braces, braces mouthpieces. You don't care about any of that. The top mouth guard protects both teeth because the idea is two things. One, your tongue can't go out of that if you have a mouthpiece in. And so it keeps you from biting your tongue. And two, your bottom teeth are protected by your jaw. So you would have to, and that's protected by your helmet. But your top teeth are not usually protected by a helmet, which is why you wear it on the top mouth. And the most important thing that you need to do is throw your mouthpiece in literal boiling water. Mm-hmm. And take it out with a spoon. Obviously, don't stick it in your mouth when it's like boiling. Oh, our light turned off. One second, so hold, please. <laughs> Cut! Oh, yeah we're we still recording. We are still recording.
0: Still recording. And
1: there we go.
0: All right. Back to mouthpieces. And we
1: are back with mouthpieces. Mouth, mouthpieces.
0: All right. So, yeah, you stick them in boiling water. You let them cool off. Stick them in your mouth. Not your mouth. Your child's mouth. Or if you are a child, you know, I guess. Or
1: or you can stick it in your mouth. I mean, you can have a mouthpiece, too. If you want one. There's nothing that... Light! <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right. Why is it turning off? I need to figure out this problem. Hold on. Watch it look better without the light on and more just like. I don't
0: think it will. It probably doesn't. I think my computer. Came
1: oh, god! Did it die? I don't think it died.
0: Ooh. It's on now. Ignore my little tick there. I'm just uh, <laughs> struggling. We did it. You put, you put the you put the warm. It's gonna be a soft mouthpiece. Can you, you
1: wait? Okay, I'm just trying to sit.
0: Sorry. Alright. <laughs> In your child's mouth, and then you gotta like bite down, and you gotta like do a weird sucking thing with your teeth. You gotta be like.
1: Shh. Why? Um, what? It's just like. You don't.
0: Yeah, you do. Why? Because then it. I don't actually know. Oh, it seals the front. That's what it does. And then you can like push on the front too.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. I just bite on
0: it. Okay. Well.
1: And I have all my teeth.
0: Well, I have all my teeth
1: too. (sighs) We gotta change
0: that. (laughs) Little did you know, we're the two people in this studio with perfect teeth.
1: Yeah, I don't neither of us have had braces either. That's weird. But honestly, yeah, braces you don't wanna boil them though, because they're actually like flexible. -hmm. And so it's meant to like support the brace, but the brace is actually the thing that's keeping your teeth in position. But you're protecting your brace from cutting like your uh, lips.
0: So if you do have bottom teeth braces, you're gonna want one that protects the bottom. Yeah,
1: and I think all brace braces one go to both. I think regardless, because I think the niche of people who have top braces or just bottom braces, and also need a mouthpiece is probably pretty small, but. If if you do, they're they're the same. They're pretty cheap, and they're not hard to find either. They're mm-hmm. just braces, mouthpiece.
0: I got one at CVS. I don't remember why, because I never had braces. I think I was trying to find it for uh, Payton, Payton Dinkers, Actually, I I don't know. This was like three years ago, but they probably still have them at CVS.
1: Yeah. Also, if you ever like, I don't know where to find something like a. Uh, cup. A cup or a mouthpiece or a jacket or you want to look like everybody else on the team. Can I get a t-shirt or whatever? Just talk to your teachers. Just send them a text message or a call. And everyone always is like, Gabe, you're always so available. But it's like, it's, it's not It's not hard to send a text message. I, I can be at work send and send a text message. 30 I can... seconds to type it out. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not that hard. And I'm happy to help too. And people like Nina and Nicole who have their TAs, they also pretty much know all this information because they basically just shadow for like 300 hours uh, and plus sometimes teachers and stuff. And they, they know everything too. I mean, they don't know the, necessarily the moves or, I don't know, the confidence, I guess. I don't know. How would you describe it to, to take over everything, if that makes sense? But, like, if you see her at a tournament and you're like, I don't know what's going on, and I can't find Mr. Gabe, and I can't find Mr. Johnson, she's entirely competent to yes. just ask a question.
0: Feel free to ask me questions.
1: Unless it's about jars of peanut butter. Jars of peanut butter. Then she just wants to change the subject.
0: I, you know, yeah. After hearing this skippy conversation, I just, I'm not sure I can do it anymore.
1: The spooky conversation? Creepy. Oh, should I name the chick that was in my bathtub skippy he has a ghost i think i, I think know. we're including that i don't know why we wouldn't include that either
0: that was what we we're recording if you recall at the beginning of this whole flashback
1: thing, <laughs>
0: talked about the ghost and his bathtub and i guess we're giving her skippy which is the same name as mr johnson's cup but oh my
1: gosh <laughs> that's right don't get me started on that oh.
0: That's what I was mentioning, but... um,
1: I forgot about that. Yeah, Mr. Johnson was like, can't forget Skippy. And everyone was like, including me. I was like, what? And I was like,
0: like the peanut butter? And everyone was like, what?
1: And he's like, no, like my cup. And we were all like, of peanut butter? (laughs) That's pretty much how it went down. Nope, that's his cup. He names his cup Skippy.
0: You know what you need to do when you gotta wash peanut butter out of your mouth? Gotta drink water. (laughs) Gotta,
1: gotta... Man, the segues today.
0: I'm trying so hard to segue.
1: These are perfect segues. Are they? Peanut butter. Wow. Drink water.
0: Well, I'm gonna Bring a
1: water bottle.
0: You should. Because of COVID, the water fountains might be shut down. So That's true. So you can't rely on that. If this is
1: after COVID, it doesn't matter. Because if you're at an event and you're sweaty and tired, you want to have a water bottle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Because water fountains are usually just gross, anyway. So just bring Dude, your own it's
1: water. So true. And little kids, they always put their mouth like on it. You know, they're like. <laughs> More ASMR. Yeah, it was my it was my my little kid sucking on the Thingamabob yeah. from a drinking fountain.
0: Yeah. Faucet. Is that what you would call that? I think it's like a spout. Spout. Is that it? Really?
1: That's <laughs> probably it. Hey Google. What is the thing that spits out water in a drinking fountain? Well, Google doesn't know. All right. I tried.
0: You did try. You should try not to forget anything. (laughs) You pack
1: your bag for a tournament. And we do bag check. Yes. But every time we do bag check, nobody brings anything. It's, yeah. They just bring their class bag to tournament team. And that's fine. However, I'm going to send you home with a note like I did today for most kids that says, put your uniform in your bag. Mm -hmm. Put baby wipes in your bag put water, put snacks, but a change of clothes. Because when you're done with the tournament, you're going to be finished before I'm finished. Mm-hmm. But I need moral support because if I don't, I get stuck talking about peanut butter.
0: Yes, but you should, you you if you can, you should try and stay to support your team. If you can't, um, we understand. But once you're done competing, you're going to want something to change into because you're probably going to be really sweaty and gross.
1: And that's more for, like, the students, but parents make sure, for most of you who are packing their bags, uh, make sure that you pack them a change of clothes. Typically what we do is we keep the black shirt on from the tournament Mm -hmm. and we throw jeans on. We don't really care if it's jeans or leggings or sweats or whatever Mm -hmm. you wear, whatever's comfortable, because you might be sitting around for two or three more hours. Mm -hmm. But depending on the tournament, you'll spend longer there, so be prepared to be there all day. Like, literally from, like, 9 to 9. Yeah. If it's like a really late tournament and there aren't any kids competing and we're just waiting for black belts, obviously you go home. Mm-hmm. As much as I like cheering, having being cheered on, but that was English. As much as I like being Adelaide. cheered on, <laughs> I don't speak
0: Spanish.
1: No. <laughs> uh, speaks it fluently for the rest of the video. Just, <laughs> sounds exactly like that. It does. That was, again, fluent. All right. This is actually Spanish now, if you didn't if you didn't know. Oh,
0: I guess I am just magically understanding Spanish now.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's how it works.
0: Alright. <laughs> In the mornings, when you come to the tournament, what you want your child to be wearing is their tournament pants, mm-hmm. their black shirt, mm-hmm. and if you have a team jacket, not the competition jacket, but like, like a, a like a
1: jacket jacket.
0: Yeah. You want them to be wearing that and not their belt you want to put the belt and their competition jacket in the bag
1: yeah don't don't walk in already ready to compete because we're going to do a warm-up we're going to pro- if you get there 15 minutes before we start like a team warm-up then you're just going to be sitting there in a uniform all day that's really uncomfortable so try and stay as comfortable as you can for as long as you can because sometimes it's not very comfortable if you choose to you can put your cup on before you fight But just be aware that if you're doing a lot of events, which isn't very typical, they kind of almost happen at the same time. And if you have to put your cup on before you fight, else be disqualified, then you will have to leave whatever your event is, go to the bathroom, put a cup on, or just change in front of everybody. Not advised. Which I do all the time. Not advised. I mean, you just got to hurry sometimes, especially when you have uniform changes. If you do specific, like, types of events, eventually, you'll have, like, a Japanese style, a Korean style, an American Kenpo style, a sparring gi, even. And you'll have to change between them. Makes things more difficult. So sometimes you'll just see some people just, like, in the middle between events. They're starting at the same time. I'll go compete. I'll rip off my pants, I'll throw the other pair of pants on, and I'll run to the other event, and I have 30 seconds to do it. And it's stressful. So be as prepared as you can going into the gate rather than stressing about what you're wearing when the time comes.
0: This also includes your hair.
1: And peanut butter. Why not?
0: What would you use peanut butter for?
1: Getting gum out of your hair. I thought you used an ice cube. I don't, I don't, I've never had gum in my hair. I have. That sounds
0: exciting. It was a traumatic memory. (laughs) (laughs) That's why my hair is so short now. No,
1: it's not, but. There's um, just, you just come to karate one day and it's just, Gabe, what happened? I got gum in my hair. Why didn't you just use an ice cube? Oh, I thought it was peanut butter. Then it all got stuck, so I just shaved it down the middle. My sister would kill me. Yes, Devin I mean, is good. a hairstylist, if you did not know. Heck yeah. Nationally recognized barber. She's in, like, magazines and stuff now. Mm. She's a crazy person. I mean, crazy good, not as in, like, loony. Anyway, peanut is butter. The hair? <laughs> this is just going to be called, like, peanut butter, and we're going to send it to everybody, and they're going to be like, what why do you have this? a podcast about peanut butter? And then they're going to, like, tune in for, like, five minutes, and it's all going to be about peanut butter and ghosts. They're going to get past five minutes in, And it's going to be about actual karate stuff. But then we're just going to keep coming back to this theme of peanut butter. Yes. But But it makes it so much more fun. (laughs) I guess. But you want
0: to do your child's hair beforehand or let them do their hair if they're older and they're capable. But what you don't want to have happen is them to be blinded by their own hair in the middle of an event. This is true or sparring even worse and then they cannot see and they either trip and fall or just bad stuff happens bad stuff
1: yeah our rule in the winter school is uh if it's in front of your eyes like my hair is long enough that it goes down past my eyebrows but if i was going to wear it down i have to cut it all off which i'm going to do but since it's up and it's styled up and it's out of my eyes and it doesn't go in my eyeballs then we're good like Nina's hair, kind of almost breaks the rules. It doesn't almost. quite break the rules, yes. but it is very close to breaking the rules. If your hair looks like Nina, be prepared to put it up or like hairspray it down to keep it out of your eyeballs. Yes, that was that was really a PSA for you.
0: Okay, that's fine. Cause <laughs> planning on pinning them back anyway. I'm perfectly capable
1: of doing my hair. Also, get with someone who's higher rank to do their hair with them. So that everyone can look semi the same, dudes always do their hair different.
0: Mm-hmm. come on, dudes with long hair, like Ashton used to have, yeah, put it Sam samurai donovan. bun,
1: samurai bun, donovan, samurai bun. if you're a dude with long hair, samurai bun it up, but if you're a girl with long hair, get with means and ponytail it up, yes, at a tournament. Peanut butter. (laughs) Peanut butter, I guess. Also make sure that you have, like, a a marked bag. Uh, We always name our bags because you're going to go to a tournament and there's going to be a lot of either the same bag from the same school or there's going to be, you know, the same bag or you're just going to lose your bag Mm -hmm. because there's stands usually, like bleachers or chairs, and they just go. They get lost
0: under them. They
1: get picked up by other people and moved.
0: Mm-hmm. Some people's
1: like, nope. I know this chair's taken, but I'm just going to move it.
0: Some people end up with random trophies in their bags. Yes, Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Some people steal trophies too. Mm. Don't don't let don't your do kids that. steal trophies. <laughs> if, if your kid really doesn't, like, if your kid is, like, really butthurt about a trophy, like, find someone like Mr. Jake, who's, like, super kind, and he wins trophies, and he gives his trophies away all the time to kids who are sitting in the sidelines crying, regardless of what school they are. You know, it's it's hard to go to a tournament and not do well. And yeah. it will happen. I've gone to so many tournaments that I've just
0: mm-hmm. flat out not
1: placed. I've done eight, nine divisions. Not placed. You've never placed?
0: No. Oh, I was like, what? This yeah, is I've false. i never
1: placed, actually. There's no way. We placed with our self-defense.
0: Yes, we did. We were the only people in that division. It's true, but then we went
1: to Grands, and I think I we came just... in second in Grands. We lost to some chick with a... Was it a contemporary? I thought it was... Because uh... we didn't do a traditional self-defense, so it must have been contemporary weapons. Because it would have been contemporary weapons, contemporary kata, self-defense. And I think you competed against yourself with your fans. I think that was interesting. Did you win that one? No. No?
0: Hmm. I won my division.
1: Yeah, you, you took first. That's why you were in. That's why you competed yes. against yourself. Things get complicated when they you talk do. about grants. Yeah. <laughs> always rely on your teachers for grants. Like, if you ever take first place in uh, a kata or a weapon, be prepared to go to a grand champion. Every event that we will take you to will have a grand champion event, and that's where they compile the people who win, and that's how you get swords. So if your kid's ever been like, how does Mr. Gabe get swords? You know, that's how you do it. You have to win your event, and they put you in. Regardless of telling you that you're in another event, sometimes they don't do grants for underbelts of a certain age. Sometimes they don't do grants for specific things. It changes every tournament and even at the same tournament every year based on how many kids compete. Because the idea is to figure out who is actually the best in the group. And so if there's only, you know, 10, 10 and under kids, but there's 200, 10 to 12 kids, there will definitely be a, a 10 to 12 grand but there won't be uh because you would know all of them competed in the same events but it will combine rank it will combine a little bit of age so sometimes it's an 18 and under you know traditional form grand champion
0: those are always the
1: worst those are so hard (laughs) yeah the 17 year olds who have been in karate for five or six years they have the utmost advantage you know their their body type has just improved a little bit to the point where you know a 13 year old is not gonna be able to really do too much i've seen it happen i've done it i remember beating bryce riley when he was a brown belt third degree and that literally was the best thing in my entire life like i'm sure he doesn't even remember it but there was no way i should have beat him like i don't know why i beat him i i had my best day and i think he had his worst day and i was a purple belt or a blue belt and he was a brown belt third degree like just about to test for his black belt i think he stumbled and missed a key eye and like coughed in the middle of his form and then I took first because he did that, and he took second place out of like thirty people. It was, it was, it was at Green River. It was my first ever sword. It was in like two thousand fifteen. It was fantastic. You never forget those moments. I'm sure Bryce is like what, Bryce? Is Maybe the he remembers. Black belt. He's so that is true. I, yeah, but he he's is. he's so awesome. He helps us with. He gave me some advice on social media. He works for Call of Duty Black Ops. Dude's freaking so dope. Anyway, he was in marching band. He was so good too. Little fluffy hat. He's a cool dude. His wife, Pamela. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure his wife's name is Pam. If I'm wrong, Bryce, I'm sorry. You're probably not going to see this, but he I'll might. send it to you anyway.
0: Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he remembers me at all.
1: I'm sure he does. Bryce is a very smart person. He remembers everything. I literally walked up to him, and he's like, remember that post you did, like, two years ago? You should have had this. And then I did that in the next post, and it was, like, the most popular post. He's a smart dude. Hmm.
0: He's All right cool. then, he's Jeff Riley's brother.
1: Yes. So, so if if you, you guys, guys don't know Jeff. Mr. Jeff.
0: Yes, they both have gone on now. It's both true. Are successful though.
1: Heck yeah, we freaking love them. Everybody in the winter school gets successful. It's just because they work really hard. You know, when you get to your black belt and you spend so long doing stuff like that, most of the time, I think the two qualities that make somebody more successful one is positivity, and two is like, hard work and work ethic. And it's really, really difficult to get your black belt without a good work ethic because you get to a point where if you don't do the work, you don't move. Like, you just can't. Like, I, I can only push you so far. Like, you got to do it. It's all you. I'm, I, I can only give you the moves. You're the one who has to go get the black belt. And then the second thing is positivity because if you're down on yourself or if you're down on other people, you won't be able to move forward either. You get stuck. Mm-hmm. So, if you're self-conscious about, like, your techniques or something like that, that's a big thing. If you go to a tournament and you don't succeed, that's another big thing that can hurt people. All sorts of fun stuff about that. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, staying positive at tournaments, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just
0: because you lose at one tournament does not mean you will not go to the next one and absolutely crush it. Because you
1: can't. And even if you lose lose and lose and lose and lose and lose... as long as you are actually thinking that you're getting better, and, and there are there are telltale signs to know if you're getting better. First off, you can come in last place or you can come in third place. Okay, While well, neither of those are first place and that's what you really care about, Okay, if you're improving, okay, you can see that first place in the future. If you take first place every single time you go to your first five tournaments and you just think, man, I'm so good, and you just sit there and you're stagnant, the person who comes up from behind you is going to be so much better because you haven't developed any skills to improve yourself. You really have just stayed. You became, you're became you in this state of limbo, and it's really hard to get out of state of limbo. So if you're a talented kid and you win when you're younger, that does not mean you will win when you're older. I did not win very much when I was younger, and it's because I stink. <laughs> like, honestly. But I picked something that I really liked to do, and I practiced it at home. I practiced it at the studio. I would go in extra, you know, I would work with Mr. J. And even, even teachers who don't know exactly, they can tell you if it looks cool or not, Mm -hmm. right? They're still your judges, right? Like you can show your parents something and be like, is this cool? Is this not cool?
0: No, they'll know. Everyone has an opinion.
1: Exactly. And those opinions you can use to push yourself forward and forward and forward. Even if you dislike the opinion, Right. You can use it to get so much farther. And that's why you go up after your event and you say, hey, judge, that gave me last place. Why'd you do it? And you can judge the quality. You you can base the quality of your judges on the responses they give you after the event. If you come up to me afterwards and I have no response and I don't know why I gave you second place instead of first place, then I'm a wash. You should have taken first place because I had no reason that you didn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, you'll go up and you'll compete com- compete your fans, and you'll walk up to a judge and be like, hey, what did I do better? Honestly, it was pretty good. I just think you need to practice a little bit more. It's like... Okay, sure. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a correction. But if it was like, well, there were a couple times in your form that your stance kind of just, like, fluctuated too much, and it seemed like you were bouncing, and when you opened your fan, it was kind of, like, sloppy on these couple times, and when... Joanne the third hit her fans. She didn't have those problems and that's why I gave her first
0: And those comments those are the ones that you really need to apply to get better because if you're just taking all the positive ones They'll make you feel better. They will but everyone knows you're already great That's why you need to take the harder ones to make yourself even better
1: It's true. You don't care about the compliments. A judge isn't there to give you compliments A judge is there to tell you what you did wrong it's because even if... Exactly. Yeah, they're <laughs> judging you. They're judging you based on your faults, not your successes. In fact, most judges don't even start you at a 10. They mm-hmm. just assume that you're going to make so many errors that they put you out of place. That makes sense. So, like, maybe green belts start at 8, and they, they have no chance of ever getting to 10 because a judge, like, I would be like, nah, green belts can't do a black belt form, Right? And then they get completely surprised. And, you know, Nina goes into a Black Tiger, and everybody's like... And then they're like, wow, they deserve a nine. You know what I mean? And that's where...
0: Gotta shock them. That's what...
1: Heck
0: yeah. That's the the credit. Not really the credit.
1: Yeah, you gotta shock them with your peanut butter facts.
0: Oh, do not do that. I'm sure that will not go well for you.
1: Judges, my name is Gable Johnson. Here are some peanut butter facts.
0: I mean, I'm sure if you listed them while you were in a perfect horse stance for like three minutes, maybe but I
1: don't know. Creamy, crunchy, extra crunchy, extra creamy. Just doing karate moves in front of judges. That would be fun. I really wish that there was like, I I knew enough people that didn't take martial arts seriously enough that like I could go do that as a joke one day. But I know that so many people take it way too seriously that that's never going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And so obviously you show them respect because they want to be there for a, a good purpose and actually judge things worth their time and not about peanut butter facts so you know that's when you go and you practice your katana a little bit more because learning peanut butter facts
0: you know i can't even think of a segue right now i just can't do it i'm out of segues if
1: in school you're learning about peanut butter facts one of the things that's really important is if you're having troubles outside of class don't stress yourself out with tournaments too or Mm -hmm. tournament training at all be good at school be good at life make sure you're competent make sure you're confident before you join a team that represents something bigger than yourself Mm -hmm. because it's it's one of those foundational talks where like if you can't be strong and you're trying to support other people you're doing the wrong thing because you're going to make them crumble with you not the other way around like you can offer a hand to somebody when you're standing on solid ground but you cannot do the same when you're not standing on solid ground. It's like and you can't
0: help a drowning person by jumping in. You gotta throw him a lifesaver. But you can't just yeah, you know those little candies? In. Not those. <laughs> you gotta throw them a, a... One of those, like, giant unicorn things that float in the water.
1: Giant unicorn <laughs> things? You
0: know, like, the ones that are shaped like a donut with, like, a...
1: Okay, is it a donut or a unicorn?
0: It's like... It's like a... What are they called? A pool tube. A little, like, donut-shaped tube thing that you sit in.
1: Oh, I do know what you're (laughs) talking about. Picture on the screen. Heck yeah. Yes. Here, it's right here.
0: Oh, alright. And peanut butter. Okay.
1: That's just our thing today, I guess. Dude, I could go for some peanut butter. I could do a spina, spina, spina... I could do a spina peanut butter right now.
0: What does that even mean?
1: You've never had a spoon of peanut butter before? Oh,
0: a spoon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, spoon, I don't know how to talk.
0: A spoon of peanut butter. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I'm
1: teaching and I'm literally just like in the middle of like, okay, so here's a toe line, guys. This is why you want a toe line, your direction of power. And I'll just like fumble a word and everything will go crazy. Yeah.
0: Because like, purple, blue, and green belts are mean sometimes. And we can't take yeah, it seriously. <laughs> I can't. I can't take it.
1: I say a word wrong. Gabe was
0: just trying to draw his seesaw. It didn't go the way he wanted. <laughs> it's
1: true. Oh, my gosh. Well, it, it wasn't even that, like, I got it wrong, but they were focusing on the freaking size of the handle. We were talking about power and momentum and how uh, if you shift the balance in your feet. So I drew a teeter-totter, and the teeter-totter handles were different sizes, and everyone freaked out. And, like, literally it was a five-minute thing. And I was like, all right, guys, I guess you don't need my lesson. So I erased it, and they just did their form for, like, 45 minutes. And that was no fun. They got better, and they got sick of it, and then they asked the proper question, and then listened to the lesson, and now everybody does it better. Sometimes Mr. Gabe tries to make lessons fun. Can't do it. Can't talk about peanut butter and learn at the same time. It's too hard. This is a test, by the way. Are you paying attention? Are you? Here's a quiz. Did you get the answer right? The answer is C. So, if, if you didn't answer C.
0: Sorry, but. Uh,
1: we should actually put something there. That'd be kind of fun. Here, I quiz number what two. Was. What's the answer to that one?
0: Um, it was obviously A. A.
1: Obviously. How many, how many are we putting in there?
0: I don't. How many quizzes or how many answer options? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Both.
0: Uh, I don't know. I feel like we should do like a nice old-fashioned multiple choice question go all the way to d
1: oh okay so that has all the way to d the first op- answer was c and the second answer was a
0: mm-hmm.
1: we just made this up yep so it might be crappy but
0: the quiz is not even made yet <laughs>
1: it's true we haven't thought of that i don't know why i did that now it's a lot more work for us
0: whoops <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's okay it'll be more fun that way peanut butter
0: peanut butter Oh.
1: I'm just gonna make it follow your hand. <laughs> it's gonna be like <laughs> the peanut butter. Yeah, anytime, anytime <laughs> I said peanut butter, it's just gonna show up like in your hand, and you're gonna be like moving your hand to talk, and it's just gonna be like right here.
0: Great,
1: it's See, great it's right there. It's right, right there again. Right here. Why are you holding it in front of your face? You <laughs> should be peanut butter in front of your face now. This is a lot of work that we just did, yeah. right there. Anyway, what else do we need to talk about? <laughs> Tournaments, uniforms, bag check. Make sure that you don't talk to judges. Don't Make bring sure, Cheetos. Don't bring Cheetos. Don't, don't bring, bring Cheetos. messy food or drink in general. Mm-hmm. Like, don't bring a smoothie with like straws and stuff. Bring water and drink that for the day. If you need like a Gatorade because you throw up, drink that. But otherwise, drink water. You don't need a Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Excuse you. <laughs> it was the chair. It was the chair. It a farting noise. Yes. Or it was Mina. He <laughs> was
0: such or, or it was Mina. He's just coming for me tonight. It's okay. Yeah, why not?
1: My peanut butter. Perfect.
0: Hwa, Hwa. That's perfect. Yep. So glad I don't have a peanut. Allergy. These
1: last like 15 <laughs> minutes are gonna be so much more fun to watch than the first 15 minutes. That's true. We should do one of these like all the time. Yes. I'm very tired and I'm drinking a lot of water and I definitely need to pee.
0: Okay. Um. Might see Skippy while he's in <laughs> Hey, that's Mr. Johnson's
1: Grim Protector, if that's in my house We have an issue, Mr. Johnson <laughs> Mr. Johnson broke in In the middle of the night Yeah, and he just like lays his groin Protector Like on my counter In my bathroom so that I can find it When I wake up to go pee <laughs>
0: Yep, sounds like something he would do no, it
1: doesn't. He's like, Gabe would appreciate Skippy <laughs>
0: Pass it down through the generations.
1: No, no, don't say that. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Mr. Johnson, don't do that. Yeah, parents, this is a weird thing. This is, this is our first time doing this. We don't it know is. if this is going to be funny or not.
0: I, it might just be us. It's true. Yeah.
1: What are else? What else are we missing? Oh, plan ahead to drive time because mm-hmm. if the tournament like starts at nine, we're definitely going to be there early, and we are definitely going to be doing stuff beforehand. We have a team warm up. Your kid needs to be there for the team warm up. If you are late, I will not be happy with you, and I know it's not your kid's fault. So parents, your kid is not late when we have when we have a team meeting at eight thirty. Your kid is there at like eight fifteen because you don't get there at. Eight, 30. Mm-hmm. And if it's in Farmington and you don't want to drive out Farmington, then you stay in Farmington, so you only have to walk across the street. If it's in Wyoming, we get a hotel because we get there on time. We go together. Don't miss your call time. I will not be happy with you. I, I You don't want to see Mr. Gabe when he's angry. He's not talking about peanut butter anymore.
0: Uh, another thing you want to do when you first get to the tournament and you get your kids' wristbands and your wristbands you're going to want to write the division numbers down on your wristband,
1: and come talk to me and so that yes. I can help your kid find the place. Yes, that's because true. you're not going to remember that a one twenty-seven happens after S B twenty-one, and they change rings. You know, one for one division, your kid is in ring three, and your next division is in ring five, and you have to walk around the whole event to get there. Don't do it. And it's Just so, tell me.
0: So much easier for your kid to find their division if it's written on their wrist, and if they need to come ask someone for help, we're not going to instantly know what their division number is, and then we check the wristband, and it's right there. Yeah. Right there.
1: Yep. Continuous. Super helpful. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, most of them will actually have them printed on the wristband. Like it'll be like a one twenty seven. Uh, the next event that we're going to in April uses Uventex, which will actually send the parent email reminders. You still want to come get with Mr. Mm-hmm. Johnson, Mr. Gabe, Mr. Jake, Ms. Kayla, or a TA like Nina and Nicole, and let them help your kid find the place because it's it's. While it is far more helpful for like individuals as a team, like I want to be there to cheer your kid on and coach your kid, mm-hmm. and if you don't tell me that they're going to be in a ring too, like, I'll miss it. And I don't want to miss it.
0: And your kid might not be next to you the whole time. I would still personally suggest writing it down somewhere on your child.
1: Yeah, like on their forehead? Not on their forehead. Oh. Yeah, don't, don't write it on your forehead. That was, a, that was a joke.
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, because it's, they're not going to be next to you all the time because they're going to be cheering on their teammates. Um, they're going to be practicing, all sorts of things they're not going to be there with you on the bleachers until they need food that's pretty much yeah
1: and your kid (laughs) will also try to leave uh to go hang out with their friends and play hide and go seek out in the hallway know that going into it a lot of times there are stores that sell weapons because it's a martial art tournament and the martial art distributors distributors will be there selling nunchucks and swords and daggers and knives and ninja stars and all that kind of stuff your kid will want to buy something. Mm-hmm. So talk to your kid beforehand saying, hey, little Billy, no. Or if you're like, if you take first place in Kata, you can get a sword when you go home, regardless if you win it or not. And so you go, your kid takes first place in Kata, you walk over to the store, and then they get one. And if they don't have one there, then we can always help you out. You can always come talk to me be like, Mr. K, I promise i get a sword. How do I get him a sword? I got you. Mm-hmm. Have your people's numbers, yes. have my number, have Mr. Jake's number, have Miss Kayla's number, and if an emergency happens, use it. Like, if you have to leave without telling anybody, it's really helpful to get a text being like, you know, oh, the, the A or B or C family left because of a family emergency, so they won't be at their events, rather than us running around to try and find them. Mm-hmm. We'll look at our phone really quick to see if we can call you, and then we'll see a text from you already saying hey, we left the event, something came up, or hey, we're getting food, text us if something happens, or something like that. And it would be ideal if you leave your kid at the event for the entire day. Plan the entire day, plan the night before to get good sleep, wake up, eat a good breakfast, a healthy breakfast, one that will literally fill your kid up, because when they're there from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and they get cranky and they get tired and they're dirty and sweaty and not happy with anybody and they win or they lose their event and that also affects their mood. You just want to be prepared for that whole day to be taken up by a tournament rather than saying, oh, the tournament might end at three. We could go watch a movie at five. Let's buy tickets today. Don't like, do don't, it. not do it. Like, you your movie know. can wait. You don't, you don't want to do it. It will cause you so much stress as a parent that if you just give the day, it will... You will be like, all right, we're going to be here until everyone's done. And if you bring snacks, like Nina's mom always does, she's awesome, shout out again, then it makes things a lot easier there too. Like you don't have to, you know, actually stress about things. You know, if you cook like an actual meal, you know, you ate breakfast, you'll have like a late lunch You'll be fine until you get home. Even do your kid
0: will do Do not rely on the food court food that don't, is there. Don't
1: do it. It's nasty either way. It's
0: really bad, and it's not going to give your kid enough energy.
1: Yeah, and the freaking nacho cheese that is, mm-hmm. you know, from the little, like, Ew. dispenser. Ew. Okay? You want to have that right before you get kicked in the stomach a whole bunch of times? I think not. Uh, you know what? That's that's usually what I choose. You know, you go to a workout right after eating the gross nacho cheese. Like, no. Good habits. Okay, pack an apple. Hey, you're hungry? Eat an actual thing that's helpful. Here's some carrots. Mm -hmm. Here's a lettuce wrap. Here's chicken. Here's a protein bar. Okay, Nutri-Valley ones, the ones that get crumbs everywhere. Like, who cares? Your kid's already dirty. Take off your ghee. Take off your belt. Eat it really quick. Throw your ghee back on. Put your belt back on and go.
0: Things with protein, really good. Always pair your protein with a carb. Because you don't know when your kid's going to compete next. Carbs are fast sugar. Protein's going to stabilize it. I got this lecture at a young age because my blood sugar is always crashing, which is why I always have snacks and you should too. Yeah. Even if it's... Peanut butter is actually a very good tournament snack, especially with like apples or celery. Very good. Heck yeah.
1: What is it called? Like when you put raisins and peanut butter and celery?
0: Ants on a log.
1: That. Do that. Yeah. Give one to me. I always forget snacks. I literally will tell people the night, like literally in the morning while I'm in my kitchen being like, don't forget snacks. And then I leave, I pack a lunch. And it's sitting on my counter.
0: That's why my mom and I always pack <laughs> a sandwich.
1: Being a teacher, like I almost always take kids to the tournament. I almost always have to be there at like an hour and a half before the tournament starts. I always forget something. But I always pack my bag. Like my bag's packed. Like I have my uniform in my bag. I have my gear in my bag. I have my baby wipes in my bag because... I have tournament gear, and it will get nasty. Always
0: wipe down your gear. Yeah. You get sweaty something.
1: in your gear, like, just as a kid, and, like, it gets, like, this, like, layer of sweat. It's really gross. The grossest thing I've ever seen. Oh, there we go. I think it was my sister. It could have been me. So, if I'm throwing you under the bus, Devin, I'm sorry. But we had tournament bags, and we went, you know, the tournament season, and the tournament season usually ends, like, after the summer and we go all the way until spring. So the entire winter, we had our tournament bag sitting with our tournament gear. And inside it, it literally like, grew mold. And we went to the tournament. And, of course, we didn't check it because it's been in our bag the whole time. It's already ready. I don't need to check things that are already in my bag. So we get to the tournament. We open up the bag. And I kid you not that the gear was just green on the inside. Like, even though it's like so the, the plastic. Yeah, it was, it was a long, long time ago. But... Nasty. And, like, of course we threw, like, a clean uniform on top of it. But, like, for the rest of the day, you you see that and you're just, like. And there's no options. Like, you either borrow somebody's gear, which is what I think she did. I don't think it was her fault. Like, that's just, I mean, you got to set a gear. Use it once a year, two times a year. You don't
0: really think about it. You don't. It. Yeah, you
1: don't. You just throw it in your bag and it's there. But, like, always check it. Or get somebody to check it and say, like, hey, mom, check my bag. Or, you know the tournament's coming up you get your literally like seven or eight year old they'll know too like they're not gonna look at the gear and be like why is it not it should be green that makes sense you know like they would know too and they'd be like something's up and then obviously you as the adult or if you're old enough to realize you'd be fine so also that's annoying and i'm gonna that. We, go. we fixed it it's all better man technical difficulties on our first try today We did like 35 setups for the mics, so if Um, the audio is horrible and we just have to use the phone audio, which will be even worse... um, It's going to be real bad. It'll be really unfortunate. Yeah. So hopefully everything's working. We did a lot of tests, so it should be. Should be. I might be a little quiet.
0: Uh, Who knows how I am. We've had it
1: all. So, get to tournaments on time. Make sure you check your bags. Even if everything's in there. You might be like... I got it all. But baby wipes are one of those things. Throw it in your bag. When you're done, if you wipe it off, that problem won't happen. Mm -hmm. So, like, you could even do it beforehand, too. But, like, have them in there so that you don't stress about it. So when you get to the tournament, you do your event, you get all sweaty inside your gear, you put your gear inside the, you know, bag, and before you do that, you just wipe it off really quick, throw it in the bag. Then you don't worry about it until next year when you compete again. You Mm -hmm. know, and if you don't go to every single tournament or you miss a tournament here and there... Won't be a big deal. Yeah, exactly.
0: You also want to clean your mouth guard mm. after every tournament.
1: I honestly, especially if you're younger and you're still growing and your teeth are changing, I honestly recommend doing the boiling trick. You can do it two or three times before the mouthpiece kind of just loses its integrity. I honestly, recommend it's the best way to clean things too, is just boil off all the germs and then run it through running water and everything falls off anyway. Fix it before a tournament. Run it through the boiling water, clean it off, and then fix it before a tournament. And if you do that, One, your mouthpiece will be perfect for a tournament when you might be stressed and make mistakes like keeping your hands down too low or a guy just hits you too hard. Like, you've never fought these people before. You don't know. So if you fix your mouthpiece before the tournament, then you have nothing to worry about. If you do it in class, I think that that's a good thing too. But we are very controlled in class. Hardly ever do kids get hurt.
0: It's very true.
1: Emotionally, kids get hurt all the time. Yeah. But, you know, moving your head like this is very emotional, so... I mean, you, know, you you're would six know, or seven. wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I literally just had all, I just cried, right then and there. Right then and there. Did you guys not see the tears trip down my face? They were they were definitely there they and real. There.
0: You can also use uh, little denture cleaner tabs to clean your mouth guards. You can get them at uh, Walmart, CVS, so places I go. Obviously, I've mentioned them like three times in this video. Uh, yeah, you just put them in a cup, put the little denture cleaner in there, if your teeth are not growing anymore.
1: Or, if you like strengthening your immune system, (laughs) don't even get a case for your mouthpiece, and just throw it in your bag with all the gear.
0: Do not. I watched Gabe pick his up off the floor at the winter school, the daycare room, and put it back in his mouth. It's true. Not advised. (laughs) That is true. Not advised at all.
1: Yeah, I don't recommend it. Five second rule, you know. It was more than five seconds. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It wasn't. probably got kicked out of my mouth, and I went and picked it up.
0: No, you set it down on the ground. I don't remember
1: this. It's happened multiple times.
0: You set times. it down by the stereo because you were like Jimmy's.
1: I do like Jimmy's. Also, if you're used to fighting with Jimmy's, I honestly recommend. And by Jimmy's, we mean music, mm-hmm. Jimmy jams. I don't know. I, I just said that one day, and it stuck with me. Um, but. If you're used to fighting with music, I honestly recommend fighting without it before a tournament and practicing without music because things can get a little crazy when you have music going. Because you get used to going with like the beat of the music and instinctually you use that to help you. I found that I fight better with music, like a lot better with music, unless I train fighting without music. So a couple of times before a tournament starts, get with your teacher and fight them without music because ironically it helps a lot. We're going to do that with these guys, but I actually discovered that as of after the last tournament, so Mm -hmm. cool, cool facts. Always be trying to learn stuff. Watching events for other people is probably the best thing that you can do. Watching, like, my events, like black belt events, is extremely useful because you can see exactly what judges are looking for from the people who are the best. You know, like, if I lose to somebody, you want to be watching that to know why I lost. Right? If I win to somebody, you want to be able to watch to see what I did differently than other black belts. And when you fight, that's probably the best thing that you can do. Record everything that your kid does. Send mm-hmm. it to me. Send me a text message. Because I we have do video two terabytes online. of iCloud storage. Send it to me. And we will do video review all day. And your kids seeing their mistakes is probably the number one thing that we could do to make them better. Like, I get better from watching my videos and I don't even need somebody to tell me. I just watch it and go, that was terrible. I need to fix this. So send it to me so we can review it and we will for sure. Mm -hmm. Another fun thing, uh, in our first Saturday tryouts of this year, we did a 10-year mark and we had a a Green River trip with, you know, I was there, Caleb was there. We had all the tournament team beforehand, Sierra Maguga and Bryce Riley, who we talked about earlier, were there. And we actually watched videos from like 2010 and 2011. And we got to see like little kid, you know, Kyle still do a fantastic form. Like it would go and still win today. Like the kid had game, you know, Sydney Feller, shout out, boom. Um, Yeah, had a great, you know, intensity, they had speed. And we could literally correct them on the same things that we did 10 years ago. Martial arts is a crazy sport. Fighting, totally different, totally different. It's a different game. If I fought the way I did today, back in that day, I would totally have destroyed.
0: Mm -hmm. That would have been
1: fun. I would have loved that, but I didn't, so I had to make my own way of fighting. Gotta learn what works best for you. This is true, too. And you might go, and you might fight against your arch nemesis, and you will get an arch nemesis. You will. Okay, Baylor from Pinnacle and Dylan from Pinnacle, they were my arch nemesis. I saw them at every tournament, and we would cycle through who took first place. If we had the same judges, it didn't matter. If we had different judges, it didn't matter. We would literally push each other because I would see them only at tournament training. Like, only at the tournaments. I would see them at a tournament. I'd be like, yo, what's up? How you been? Two years later, I'd see them at a tournament. Yo, what's up? How you been? But they would have gotten better and I would have gotten better. And we literally would just go like this. And I would lose. He would win. I would lose. I 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 would win. And then they quit.
0: Shame. (laughs) And now
1: I can't lose. Because my arch nemesis aren't here anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. But you will find one. I have one.
1: Ooh, whose is yours?
0: Mine's name is Cameron.
1: Cameron. She's coming for you. I am. She's going to destroy you. Oh, and if yeah. you quit, she gets the dubs. It's true.
0: I don't remember what school you guys to. It's probably Elite. Tobin's. Mm. Tobin's kid.
1: Yeah, you see the same schools, too. You'll get used to seeing the same schools as parents. You'll see Evolution. You'll see Elite. You'll see... All-Star, you'll see, uh, I think it's Je- Jet West, I think is what they call it. JW is their logo. Um, they're from Texas, I want to say. There's a school from Washington State that has these like black geese with the stripes and the sparkles.
0: Oh, I have a friend from there.
1: Yeah, they. I think they're from Washington State uh, at the tournament that we're going to in April.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a couple of their...
1: There. couple of their... Yeah.
0: Lots of teams.
1: Yeah, and the more tournaments you go to, the more you'll see. I know people from all over the country, Mm -hmm. so I'll go anywhere and I'll know somebody, hopefully, because if I don't, then it makes competing really awkward. I went to a tournament in Colorado, and I was competing against these black belts, and there was nobody that I knew, but they were all from the same school. And the level of their black belts were so odd. Like, one black belt would go up and they would do... This is totally off topic and has nothing to do with anything, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. <laughs> I went and competed and I was doing a double katana and uh, one black belt was like on fire. Their eyes were insane. They had like the stances for days and, this, and a black belt of the same rank from the same school doing the same form was like light years behind them. And I don't know what they do to their black belts that make them compete so differently, but it was like... First and last place difference. It was crazy. And they were the same level, same age, same gender, everything. Like there was same form, same teachers. Mm-hmm. I was so confused. I think it's the level of hard work. Being a hard worker trumps skill any day. So get your kid to work hard. Be mm-hmm. prepared to work hard.
0: But don't force them to work hard if they don't want to. Yeah, I've that seen it doesn't help anything.
1: I've seen some spit in the face, some screaming at winter school coaches, you know. Winter School is a fantastic, uh, you know, your coaches at the Winter School, I should say. Not the, the Winter School is just a building, but, you know, Jerry Johnson, Kayla Kelsey, Jake Raymond, Gabe Johnson, we know what we're doing. So when we tell your kid to do something, we mean it. And it has nothing to do with the logo on our back or who we represent. We've done this our whole lives. And when we say do a blitz and your kid doesn't do a blitz and your kid loses, your kid lost. And your kid knows how to do a blitz, and your kid knows how to listen. It's just the stress of the tournament, the pressure of the event. They got nervous. They were worried about the time. There's a whole bunch of errors that can occur beyond that. If you yell at your coach, unless it's your coach's fault, your coach might say something like, do a blitz, and then they get sidekicked and break a rib. Right? That's your coach's fault, too. That does not happen very often. Kids almost never get injured at tournaments. Don't worry about your kid fighting to get injured. That will not happen. Drawing blood... Means you get disqualified. So that excessive force results in points over to the other opponent. Um, except excessive force when you're doing continuous sparring, which we don't recommend until you're an advanced ranker or above. And then we don't even really talk about it in class because I, as I'm, I'm known for my control in like the martial arts community, and I still have not yet to not make somebody bleed in a continuous fight. I, I don't think I've ever not have drawn blood from my opponent. But as a black belt, that's not. Disqual- disqualification.
0: No, I watched him break someone's nose. There was True. like blood on his ear inside of his helmet because it went. And
1: mine too. Yeah, it just splats. I on meant him. In
0: your helmet.
1: Oh yeah. There was probably blood in his helmet there too. Probably was. <laughs> yeah. That's why you
0: have a face shield.
1: <laughs> yeah, they look so dorky. And trust me, I, I hate wearing a helmet. Like I despise wearing a helmet. But there, you would never catch me dead at a tournament with the pressure of a tournament and the mistakes hanging over your head, not wearing a face shield, because. Again, I've never not drawn blood and I'm known for control. So when I fight people who aren't known for control, yeah, I can take a hit, but they hit hard. Like they go to shut you down. A lot of schools teach, let's shut the other school down. Let's let's hurt them the first five seconds because we can't last the full two minutes.
0: But our team has the stamina to last. So if we can push through that, we
1: almost always win. Yeah, so if you can get over the mental struggle of... That first 15 seconds of a fight, and you can make it to the end, then you win. The, but the first 15 minutes is a, st- or first 15 seconds is a struggle, and it is hard to get through that first 15 seconds. Sometimes you're down by like lots of points too. Sometimes you can be down by 10 or 15 points because they just keep smacking you in the head with their foot. Not fun.
0: Not fun.
1: But you get over that, and then you win. You move your head. You put your hands up. You do what your coach tells you. You listen to Mr. Gabe. He tells you to move. You go, oh, wow. Ooh. Magic. And your coach is seeing an outside perspective from the perspective of someone who knows how to fight. There are plenty of parents who have watched a thousand hours of MMA. But until you get in the ring and if you have a problem with how we're coaching, come spar me. Honestly, like I'll show you how to te- coach your kid. And if you come spar with me and you take some lessons on how to coach your kid properly and the words to use and that kind of stuff, you can take over for me when you coach your kid. Won't be allowed to coach other people's kids, but you can coach your kid. But that is only reliant on if you're going to come spar me. If you can score points on me, clearly you know what you're talking about, and you can tell people how to do that as well, as long as you can articulate that in proper terms. So that's, that's the condition. If you want to tell me how to do my job or somebody else. And the only reason why I'm saying this is... Everyone goes into tournaments with that positive attitude of, oh, my kid's going to go do amazing. Tournaments are stressful, and they're scary, and your kid will make mistakes. And if it's your first five times at a tournament, it doesn't matter how comfortable you are, your kid's not comfortable yet. Your kid is never comfortable. I've been a black belt and been brought to the brink of tears because I made a mistake.
0: Mm
1: Right, like You need to remember that your kid doesn't like the feeling of the pressure, but they like the feeling of success. And that's why they go and compete. They don't just go and compete because a trophy is cool you know you go for the whole thing you go for the stress and when you can push through that stress that's when you love your job you know and you say i took this trophy and i earned this trophy there were 15 other kids in my event none of them got this trophy except for me
0: and even if your kid doesn't place that doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't do amazing because they pushed through they did their offense maybe they didn't win They still did, probably, to their best of their ability in that moment, and that is amazing.
1: It's true. And it is difficult to go home without a trophy, and when your kid is heartbroken over that, you know, that's why you're there. I'm there to tell him what he did wrong, or she did wrong. You are there to be the moral support, right? When the kid fails the event, obviously, I want to be there, I don't want to give him a hug, I don't want to tell him how amazing they did, and that they really did win the event, but you need to remember that if your kid made a mistake... If they can learn from that mistake, they'll go destroy every other tournament too. And that success will take them so far. So be the person that your kid goes to to cry in their arms, not the person that gets corrected from. Let let me be the bad guy in that sense to correct your kid, right? Don't Don't say, you should have done a kick here. You should have done a kick there. Like, let's go watch your video, right? Give your video to me. You say, you know what, buddy? You did fantastic. You should have won that event. Like that was all you. And then we go back and we say, this is where you actually got the points. This is where you failed to get the points. A, B, C, D. You know, this is where you want to take your foot. This is what happens in this situation. And there's a thousand things that we can take it from. And they'll get so much better if you let me be the bad guy and you be the parent who's consoling. Because the kid gets torn between those two mm-hmm. things. They I really I, yeah.
0: need your support. They it really sucks.
1: do. And if, they ha- if, if I'm the kid who... Or if I'm the person that the kid goes to to you know, be consoling, that's fine too. But there has to be somebody who's going to tell them, you know, you did good and here's how you can do better. Not just, you should have won that event. How dare you not win that event? How the judges are off, right? If the judges scored you, like let's say for fighting and you hit the the kid in the stomach and the video review shows that you hit the kid in the stomach and you didn't get the point, sure. Okay, maybe you can go home thinking, I really got that point. But there's also the mentality of, I hit the kid and the judge didn't see it. What could I have done to make the judge see it, right? Maybe you were flipped around. Maybe the the video is taken from this angle and the judge is staring at you this way. And the back of the kid is to the judge. He doesn't know Mm -hmm. that you kicked him in the stomach. He doesn't know that it actually connected. He could have blocked it for all the judge knows. And so maybe the judge is trying to remain unbiased and say, if I didn't see it touch the stomach, I'm not going to give it the point. And so managing your ring okay, comes in handy. When you have three judges in weird positions, there's a bad spot and a good spot. But you can maneuver that around so that you're always in the good spot. That's a whole method of fighting that doesn't even get talked about in karate class because we focus a lot on self-defense.
0: It's very true.
1: So, again, I'll tell your kid what he did wrong in a way that you know makes him not feel bad about himself. You be the person who just tells them how good they did. That they did amazing and they should have won the event. They did fantastic, awesome job. They go cry to you if they if they need to. They can cry to me until they feel better. But you're the person that is their moral support. I'm the person that will make them a great fighter.
0: They're, you're the people that they look to for support. And if you are the one who's giving them critiques, even if you're just trying to help, it can hurt them a lot. And just... Leave that to Gabe. Gabe's professional at being mean without being mean.
1: Corrections are helpful. <laughs> I'm not a mean person, I no, promise. I like to talk he's about Peter. No, he's a very bird. nice <laughs> person. And she's been at many tournaments where we've had these conversations and many tournaments where things go wrong, so you can trust her on that. But the reason why I bring this up is because there have been parents in the past that we've had to remove from the team because they overstep their boundaries and they overstep their position. Your position is not to tell the coach what they did and did wrong and right and what they should have said. If Kayla Kelsey is teaching your kid and she's taking them through an event and she's doing as best as she can and the kid loses the event anyway and the kid listened to Miss Kayla Kelsey, you don't say anything to Kayla Kelsey that is negative. Okay, You can ask her questions. Hey, why did you say this? Why did you say that? And she'll respond with the things that a black belt who wins at events would say not an outside perspective, but as far, the more steps you take outside of the fight, the clearer the fight is. So the coach, which is a second out can help the person inside the fight. Okay. The parent outside the coach can help the coach help the kid. Right. But if you try to overstep and go over the coach, okay, you're just taking away the coach. Again, you need to be able to be the coach. If that's the case, come fight me. I'll get you. I'll get you there. If you want to be there, come do a couple privates. Spend three or four hours, we'll just spar. She can come too. She'll kick your butt too. <laughs>
0: Appreciate that.
1: <laughs> but honestly though, like, if, if you overstep your boundary as a parent, you get in the way of the team. And you, you, at that point you say, I'm not a part of the team, I'm a part of my kid. And that's fine. And I want you to put your kid first, but know that the team... When I'm step in that room, the team is what goes first. Like if I'm competing and somebody needs me to coach, I will leave that event and go coach. Like if I'm in the middle of double broad swords and Nina's like, hey, if I need a coach," like I will He'll literally drop, everything. drop my swords and go coach. Like I don't care about the trophy, I don't care about the win, I don't care about that clout. What I do care about is that Nina goes home and says, "I did good, and I did as best as I could, and I got a, b, or c." Whether that's experience, whether that's corrections, whether that's a trophy. Okay, whatever she goes for the tournaments to get, I want her to leave with that. And hopefully she wants to leave saying, first off, I want to get better. Because if you go to a tournament wanting a trophy, then you're not going to get one. Because you have the wrong mentality. You stepped in the door with the wrong, you know, shoes on. You got to flip that around. It's a big old deal. But I will not hesitate to take a parent who oversteps their boundaries. If you start talking to judges, you can't come. And if you want your kid to be on tournament team and you want to overstep at the same time, Zoom it. FaceTime with another parent. FaceTime with me. Okay, I'll, I'll show you the whole event. I'll take videos and stuff too if, if that's something that you need. We will accommodate you as far as we possibly can, but the moment you overstep, there is a fine line between what you are allowed to say as a parent and what I'm allowed to say as a coach and what Nina's allowed to say as a TA and what somebody's allowed to say as a student. There is There are lines drawn That are important that you are aware of
0: and let me say as a competitor i've been competing for like eight years i started listening to my coaches in sparring which is gabe kayla jake i started listening to them maybe two years ago i have been winning ever since they know what they are talking about
1: and we get better too we look at the judges and we have never seen them before sometimes and we make mistakes and we tell the wrong call and they lose a point but Black belts are adaptable, and they go and they say, "You know what? That point didn't work, but if we do this, the judge will see it, and we know what the judges are looking for, and we can push that. And then Nina will do the exact opposite of the thing that we just said. You know, if if Nina's doing a side kick, and we say, you know, B one or B two or B three or you know, SK one, you know, she'll do it, and I'll go, oh crap, she just lost all three of those points. Okay, now she's behind by three. She needs a spinning kick to the head, and you know." Spinning kick to the head, you know, throw it out there. And then all of a sudden we're tied back up and then I say, okay, so judge likes the flashy stuff, so let's have her do a huge step off into a backhand punch. And then we get away from our drills, but because she knows all the terminology, it's literally just step off, backhand punch, and she'll step off, backhand punch, and the judge sees the flashy stuff and the judge goes, oh, sweet, points over here. Which has nothing to do with anything. And a parent might be like, what? She was hitting all the points beforehand. Which she could have been, but the judge was like, I like flashy things. You put your knee on the ground. You forgot to do this step. You were in front of the line when I said go. Like all sorts of BS. That doesn't matter. Yeah. It does. And fighting is always... The reason why I'm focusing so much on fighting and coaching is because it's the most intense thing for your kid. It really is. It's the most intense thing to watch, but it's also the most fun thing to do. So once all those things are set aside, if you can just chill as a parent and be like, Gabe's going to handle my kid and I just get to cheer him on, you get to have fun watching sparring. And when your kid goes, and you your kid's a yellow belt, or a blue belt, or a black belt, you get to see those different changes, and they just get more exciting as you jump up in, in rank. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. It is fun. Fighting fun. is my favorite thing by far. So, anyway. Did, I, did we miss anything so far? I don't think so. But we did miss the peanut butter. All right. Okay. She's so sick of the peanut butter joke are you guys sick of the peanut butter joke it's been an hour and a half so uh, if you're still here yeah if you're still here peanut butter (laughs) anyway i had i had to just rant a little bit about the parents at tournaments because it has been it has been an issue and just know that if you're yelling at a ta who coached your kid and you didn't wait for me i got no qualms with telling you that you shouldn't be there Cause if you're like I don't want Nina to coach my kid, and you don't want me to coach your kid, why didn't you go get Kayla? Go get her, go find her, go tell me to go get her. Like go. go. Cause we will. We will. We got. We have. I have no pride in terms of who coaches your kid, because I know that your kid is already fantastic. If your kid walked into the doors and they're on tournament team, we've trained them enough. They don't. You're not gonna get. You aren't gonna get better from when you walk in the door to when you leave. But you might want that moral support from a specific person,
0: mm-hmm. and I want
1: to provide you with that and your job as a parent cheer on your kid watch make sure they have snacks make sure they have food and chill talk with the other parents okay we're a family we all have little scuffles you know but cheer each other on too don't just leave don't just say my kid's done time to go home
0: because it kind of hurts when you have a kid who's competing you know they're the last one there besides the black belts and everyone just left them
1: Yeah, and if you want to leave the black belts, you go right ahead, except you're going to miss some of the most fun events. That's true. Especially fighting, because black belt fighting almost always happens less so that they can keep judges there. So, if you want the most fun experience, wait for the end. Or, it usually happens first, and you guys get a cool opening. That's true. Black belt contemporary forms, contemporary weapons, and sparring are some of the most exciting things to watch. If you like traditionalism, and you like watching things how they should be done, traditional forms and traditional weapons... It's your jam. I'll compete in all of them. So if you want to cheer me on, you can. Nina will most likely compete in all of those as well. Maybe not contemporary hand kata though. Mm. I'm not a fan of those because it really just turns into gymnastics. Yeah. And as a karate instructor, I don't want to see gymnastics. I think a backflip is cool. If you can do it while holding two swords and they're spinning while you do that, mm-hmm. then you're like, whoa. But if you just do a backflip after you set your swords down and then you do a backflip, say, pick them back up, do a backflip, it's like Cool, you can do backflips, but do you know how to do swords? I don't know. Anyway, that's me rambling again. I ramble a lot when I don't have a purpose. We're not talking about toe you line so I've been talking about peanut butter. It's on your head now.
0: Okay.
1: That's a podcast. Yep. It might be horrible. We might have to redo the whole thing. We might have to. <laughs> we have to make quizzes. We can't forget. We have to sift through an hour and 32 minutes of footage and edit it all. Tune back in, see if we do it again. Anyway, I have to pee. Okay.